Hi. Hello. How are you, my weird friends? Welcome back to my show, Pocket Filled of Crime. It has been a while, and I apologize for being MIA. Life happens, and as you can all relate to some degree, 2020 has been nothing close to a cakewalk. I may sound the same, but here's a fun fact for you. I now do not have an appendix, and I also got my adult braces off, which I have had on for about two years, and they were so worth the wait. My teeth are so straight and beautiful, and I couldn't be happier. So today, I'm going to be covering the Vanessa Guillen case. This has been all over the news and social media. It's a terribly sad, horrific case. I wish I had happy endings in these stories I cover, however, I choose these cases and use them to voice a much larger agenda. The sexual assault and sexual harassment among women in the military is unacceptable, and I want to use this episode to support Vanessa and her family to push forward in putting a stop to the lack of responsibility the military has taken in these cases. This is the disappearance and murder of Specialist Vanessa Guillen. old. She was born September 30th, 1999. She was raised in Houston, Texas by her parents Rogelio and Gloria Guillen. Vanessa was one of six children in a very big and close-knit family. She was only the young age of 10 when she started showing interest in enlisting in the army after she graduated high school. She was described as being extremely outgoing and very athletic. She loved to play soccer and jogged almost daily. She knew she wanted to serve and protect this country. No matter how much Gloria, her mom cried, begging her not to enlist, she did just that. She enlisted shortly after graduation in 2018, being in the top 15% of her class. She joined the military of June 2018. Vanessa was trained as a 91F small arms artillery repairer and assigned to the 3rd Cavalry Regiment. She was first based in Virginia, but was so relieved to be transferred to Fort Hood in Texas, which was only a three-hour drive southeast of Fort Hood in Houston, Texas, where she was raised. She often commuted back and forth to visit her family and her boyfriend every chance she got. Fort Hood is located in Killeen, Texas, which is known for exactly that, home to Fort Hood Military Base. Estimated population is 151,666, making Killeen the 21st most populous city in Texas. Fort Hood is a United States Army post, which was named after Confederate General John Bell Hood, 
the post stretches 332 square miles in which it was built in 1942. It was Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020, around 1 p.m. when Vanessa Guillen was last seen. She was seen in the parking lot near her regimental engineer squadron headquarters, the Hell on Wheels parking lot between 16th and 19th Street on Fort Hood Post. Vanessa had worked earlier that day in the armory room. She was last seen wearing a black t-shirt, purple fitness pants, and black Nike shoes. It was routine that Vanessa stayed in constant contact with her family, friends, and her boyfriend. Vanessa spoke with her sister, Myra, the night before, and Vanessa spoke about her plans on buying a new car. When no one had heard from Vanessa later that afternoon, running into the evening, her family and boyfriend knew something was wrong. The family tried to locate Vanessa by contacting one of her superiors. He stated the curfew was approaching and he expected her to be back soon. Due to COVID, the post had been under shelter-in-place orders with a curfew set from 5.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. The soldiers were only allowed to leave the post for essentials and no visitors were allowed to enter the barracks or on post housing during the pandemic. Vanessa missed curfew and what made matters worse was what was found in the armory where Vanessa worked that day. Her barrack room key, wallet, and ID card were all found. No cell phone, no Vanessa, and her car hadn't moved from its original parking spot. I'm unaware by who or how Vanessa was last seen. Fort Hood has a lack of working surveillance cameras to narrow down her tracks. According to Vanessa's sister in a Facebook post, she had not made any contact with any close friends, family, or her boyfriend, Juan Cruz. Juan Cruz had shared a photo of Vanessa on Facebook seeking any help and described her having three tattoos, a cross with a flower, a second flower, and her third tattoo was mountains on her upper left shoulder. Vanessa is 5'2", approximately 126 pounds, black hair, brown eyes, and of Hispanic descent. Swirling stories, this is not confirmed, but was said that Vanessa's phone had pinged around Texas the day she went missing. There was a reward offered for $55,000, 15,000 of which was offered by the army. This is when the plot thickens. Fort Hood does not have a particularly good reputation to say for lack of better terms. Vanessa hasn't been the only one in the last year to go missing from Fort Hood base. In August of 2019, Greg Morales went missing without a trace. His body has also been found just this past June of 2020. Another key factor in this case is what Vanessa had discussed with her mom over the phone about three weeks prior to her disappearance. Vanessa had confided in her mother about being victim to a sexual harassment by a superior. She was scared to report him, knowing she may suffer retaliation and the lack of justice when other female soldiers had come forward about sexual harassment from this individual. Vanessa never did identify this superior. As mothers do, Gloria urged Vanessa she needed to report this man right away. Vanessa calmed her mom and assured her she would handle it herself. After reporting Vanessa missing, Gloria made a statement about the lack of trust and how the Army was handling this investigation. June came around and the Guillen family attorney, Natalie Kwan, 
made a public statement, quote, she believed the family was being kept in the dark because few details had been released, end quote. No updates were given to the family, no answers, no guidance where this case was moving. But on June 13th, 2020, hundreds of people assembled at the gate of Fort Hood to protest what organizers felt was a lack of information on the case. This is when the case hit news and media attention and began to receive more coverage worldwide. However, authorities argued that there were more than 300 interviews and 10,000 plus man hours spent investigating the disappearance. Vanessa's phone records did prove who the last text message was sent to. His name was Aaron David Robinson, a 20-year-old junior enlisted soldier who in fact did have contact with Vanessa the day she was last seen. Aaron, as well as his girlfriend, were interviewed by authorities, each giving each other an alibi. Cecily Aguilar was 22 and dating Aaron Robinson at the time. However, Cecily was an estranged wife of a soldier on post. In the military, this is adultery and frowned upon. Two witnesses were interviewed May 18th and told CID they saw Aaron Robinson on April 22nd pulling a large, tough box on wheels that appeared to be very heavy. Coming out of the arms room, he then loaded the box into his vehicle and drove away. Vanessa's sister, Myra, had visited Post two months into her sister's disappearance and recalls encountering a man who gave her a bad feeling. Quote, that subject... I met him, not knowing he had something to do with it. I felt he had something to do with it, and I wasn't wrong." End quote. Phone records placed Robinson near Leon River for approximately two hours leading into the early morning of April 23rd. Cecily Aguilar's phone records revealed she and Robinson were together near Leon River on April 23rd and April 26th. On June 21st, CID, Bell County Sheriff's Office, and Texas Rangers identified a burn site and disturbed earth near Leon River, but did not find any human remains. On June 30th, contractors working near Leon River discovered body parts. These remains were thought to be those of Vanessa Gann. However, were not confirmed right away due to the condition of the body. The site of remains is approximately 24 miles from Fort Hood. And just an update real quick, on July 6th, the remains were identified to be those of Vanessa Guillen. June 30th was a huge break in the case, not only finding remains, but Cecily had previously lied to authorities on multiple accounts about what she knew and the involvement in the disappearance of Vanessa. However, the day that the remains were found, Cecily decided to confess. Cecily claimed Aaron had murdered Vanessa in fear of her reporting him for adultery by sleeping with a married woman. Aaron used a hammer in the armory room and bludgeoned Vanessa to death before placing her in a large storage box and hiding her in the armory. He returned later that night to retrieve the body and took her to Leon River. Aaron picked up Cecily from the gas station at which she worked and took her to the site he had left the box containing Vanessa's remains. She stated he showed her the body and she helped him dismember it with an axe and a machete-type knife, setting fire to the remains and burying them in three different graves. 
then returning a few days later to attempt to burn the remainder of the body and get rid of even more evidence, along with burning their clothes after disposing of Vanessa's body. Vanessa's body was not easily identified. The skull was so damaged, there were no teeth left to identify using dental records. That same day, June 30th, the investigators used Cecily to call Aaron while they listened in and taped the entire conversation. Cecily stated, quote, Baby, they found the pieces, end quote. She was referring to the remains of Vanessa. Aaron went along with the conversation and was not defensive. Aaron Robinson had fled the post, but on July 1st, Aaron was located by authorities off post on the 4700 block of East Rancier Avenue. When authorities approached Aaron, he produced a weapon and turned the gun on himself, shooting himself in the head. He was pronounced dead at 1.17 a.m. In respects to Aaron Robinson's family, I won't go into too much about this, but I think that that was such a cowardly thing to do, to take a life and when you are faced with the consequences of such a gruesome act, that you take the easy way out, leaving her family with so many unanswered questions. Cecily Aguilar was arrested July 2nd with one count of conspiracy to tamper with evidence. This charge, if found guilty, holds a sentence up to 20 years and a $250 fine. However, I do not think that this is enough punishment. You can argue and prove she has already lied to authorities about her involvement. The other suspect is dead. Now it is only her version of the story. You cannot trust a liar, someone who would dismember a soldier, if that, a beautiful young soldier who had courage to stand up and serve this nation with a whole life ahead of her. Cecily is only 22. With a 20-year sentence, she will get out around 40 years old, still able to continue on with her life, and Vanessa doesn't. The Guillen family disagrees with the motive to kill was due to her reporting adultery. They stated that was just not Vanessa's character. She wasn't the type to snitch on someone or even get involved in something that didn't involve her to begin with. Even though Vanessa mentioned sexual assault from a superior, Aaron was not any way a superior to Vanessa. The Guillen family believes Aaron is the one who had sexually assaulted her. She had plans to report him. He was enraged and then killed her. The motive of reporting adultery does not convince me either whether it was Aaron who sexually harassed Vanessa or someone else. It is altogether a bigger problem in itself. I want to give you a little background into Fort Hood. Gregory McQueen, former first class sergeant, was dishonorably discharged after being found guilty of operating a prostitution ring within the post. Gregory would prey on female soldiers with lack of family, friends, and money, and offer this as a way to ease the men soldiers for easy money. In a report to the Pentagon in the years between 2013 and 2016, Fort Hood was reported the base to have the most reported sexual harassment and assault reports out of every other military base. Unrestricted reports are called upon an investigation, and commanders of the service member who reported are notified, as well as alleged suspect or suspects. A restricted report is not referred for a criminal investigation. In 2013, 
Fort Hood had 165 unrestricted sexual assault case reported and 42 restricted reports. In 2016, there were a total of 270 sexual assault reported. Women are sadly afraid to risk reporting a superior due to the high percentage of retaliation or blackballing as the term they use. The Guillen family is now calling out to Congress to pass a bill in Vanessa Guillen's name that would change the way sexual harassment and assault are reported in the military. Attorney Quam stated, quote, We need a neutral agency to oversee claims of sexual assault and harassment, one with no stake in the game. End quote. This sadly does not start and end at Fort Hood. This is a common, sad reality for many women in the military. The disadvantage to be a successful woman and not to be faced with harassment from men in the workplace is disgusting. I am pushing and praying for the Guillen family and using Vanessa to make a positive change. Say a prayer for the Guillen family, friends, community, and soldiers who are grieving this terrible loss. Her name is Vanessa Guillen. There are some amazingly beautiful murals painted in honor of justice and in honor of Vanessa. I will have them posted on my podcast Instagram. Be sure to hop over there to check them out. This is all I have for this episode, my lovely listeners. I plan on uploading more frequently. However, right now is a terrible time in my busy life to set anything in stone for new episode days of the week. If you have any crime suggestions you would like to hear in a future episode, leave me a comment or message on my social media at Pocket Philip Crime. I am on Facebook and Instagram. For this week's all-out American shout-out is Lindsay Ellen Lyles II, born in Lima, Ohio, E-5 Navy, and currently stationed on board USS Ashland. How cool is that? I contacted him via Facebook and was able to discuss with him what exactly this segment is and what it stands for. I asked him for a statement, whether it be a shout out to his unit or anything inspirational for my listeners, and this is what he said, quote, we swore an oath to the constitution to protect everyone's rights, and that's what we are fighting for, end quote. Thank you, Lindsay Lyles, for your service. We appreciate you. Lindsay was nominated by Jessica Toole. She is the host over on Missing at 5280. You have heard me mention her show a few times. If you haven't checked out her true crime show, be sure to give her a listen and follow and be sure to let her know Pocket Full of Crime sent you. If you are not aware, I am a Colorado Mission 22 ambassador. We are united in the war against veteran suicide, offering veteran programs to help transition back into civilian life as well as programs for families on how to provide backup for your loved ones in the war at home after deployment. So if you are interested in donating to the charity, links are in the show notes, as well as links to where you can find help for yourself or a loved one. Your life matters, your service matters, and we are here to support you. 
Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you join me next episode. If you like my content, give me a rating and a review. They help my show grow. And of course, share with a friend who knows a guy who was the uncle of that one girl's aunt's mother-in-law who knew a guy. Until next time, stay weird, my friends. Oh, and one more thing. Hi, mom.